Let me just run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love. Love at first listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people... It gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie. Because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's Reality starting May 8th on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. KFI AM640. You're listening to the John and Ken Show on demand on the iHeartRadio app. We're on the air from 1 until 4 every day. And after 4 o'clock, we transform into a podcast. John and Ken on demand. Same show. Uh, it's on the iHeart app, and you can listen to it, and you can hear everything every day. Now you're just not limited to the 20 or 30 minutes you're in the car on the way home. Now you can go home and hear the whole show. Uh, a quick reminder that tomorrow, the Moist Line is coming back around during the 3 o'clock hour. Use the iHeartRadio app to leave a message with the microphone icon. Call the toll-free number. We still collect them that way. 1-877-MOIST-86. 1-877-664-7886. Well, we did spend a little time on this story yesterday, but we now have L.A. County Deputy District Attorney John Lewin coming on. He wants to talk a bit more about it with us. Uh, Fox News' Bill Malugin has highlighted a story and it's really a terrible low light. Another example of George Gascon's policies out of control. Uh, it's about a woman who got multiple what they call diversions, mental health diversions, even though she had a tendency to stab people. Now, I think most rational people, when you hear about mental health diversions, don't have someone that stabs people in mind. It's just needing anger management. But Jade Simone Brookfield, 23, 
got a few of these diversions after some horrible incidents. And uh, eventually she was free. She got into an argument in the street and killed a 40-year-old man by the name of Dennis Banner, an innocent man. She has, of course, a lengthy criminal history. Father of uh, two daughters. Uh, he was. She was arrested in 2020, charged with attempted murder after puncturing someone's lung with a knife. Got a mental health diversion plan. In 2021, she was charged with battery of a peace officer. Got a diversion plan. Gascon's office dismissed the case. Then she was arrested two more times for crimes involving knives, each time sent to diversion. Four yeah, times. She, she swung a knife several times at a bus driver because he missed her exit. Four violent felonies, four mental diversion treatment programs. And then she kills this uh, poor guy, Dennis Banner. Her, her fifth violent incident. Well, let's get, uh, let's get John Lewin on here. Deputy DA. John. Hey, guys, thank you so much for uh, having me on. Uh, of course, uh, I need to first of all say that obviously I'm appearing uh, on my own. These opinions are mine and not those of the uh, district attorney's office. And I, I want to start by saying that mental health diversion, when applied to those that it is meant to support, can be a very positive uh, program and approach for dealing with people who are mentally ill. What is it they the do in these in these mental diversion programs though? What is it what do they do? Nobody ever explains it. I mean, I I I well, so I don't have confidence in these things when nothing is explained. Well, the the mental health diversion, what it was supposed to originally do was it was supposed to offer individuals who had severe mental health diagnoses. So individuals who had an actual disorder. What it has become and George Gascon has supported all of these legal changes. George Gascon likes to, whenever something bad happens, he likes to say, well, that's the law. Uh, that's what the judge did. He always omits to say that either he wrote the law or supported it, and that he instructs his prosecutors, generally speaking, to let out as many criminals as quickly as possible. So originally, that's who it was supposed to help. Unfortunately, what it has turned into is that anybody – who has had any kind of substance abuse problem can basically go in and say, listen, I have a substance abuse problem. That's in the, uh, the DSM guide. And therefore, because of my substance abuse problem, um, I want diversion. So what's happened is, is probably 80, 90% of these individuals have drug and alcohol problems. Now, are some of them also, do they have legitimate mental, uh, mental illness? Some do, but many of them are individuals who are very important. They are criminals who commit violent criminal acts and also have substance abuse problems. They are not substance abusers who commit their violent criminal acts because of their substance abuse. And now the new law, which George Gascon, as far as I know, uh, supported, now makes it so that basically if they've had a diagnosis in the past five years, there is a presumption that, in fact, they're criminal conduct is related to the alleged mental disease and that therefore they got to get mental health diversion. So well, yeah, I know, but, but, but she got spun through there four times. So this is a scam. None of this diversion had any effect on her, on her violent behavior. So, so obviously guys, as I sit here, it's not a case that I myself have handled. I do know now that I'm a calendar deputy, 
I do have to handle these kinds of cases every day, and it is amazing the amount of violent individuals who are set free in Los Angeles. By the way, very importantly, where do you think these individuals are primarily set free? They are living in communities of color and hurting individuals who are of color. This poor man who had two children, he's a person of color. Who are these policies helping? Do you think for a moment that if we had the kind of violent criminals running around the west side or south Los Angeles, I'm sorry, the west side or the south bay, that you would have uh, these kind of policies? This is why somebody like John McKinney, someone that I'm supporting for district attorney, who was raised in uh, Passaic, New Jersey, who is an African-American who understands the issues and problems in those communities, but who is also a prosecutor, who is actually prosecuting individuals, that's why we need to get somebody like him who understands that you want to use sensible solutions for helping mentally ill people, but not at the expense of people getting hurt. You would think that there would be some sort of division here, helping people with mental illnesses into categories. Someone who constantly uses a knife to carry out their anger issues has to be kept from the public. I I, I can't see how that would qualify under any analysis as someone who just needs mental health. That's not your ordinary anger issues. Guys, let me talk about the law for a second because it's pretty frightening. And this is the state legislature, by the way, individuals that George Gascon has supported, has uh, appeared in front of, has sponsored bills that they have signed. They have basically set up a law that, in essence, it's not really mental health diversion. It's criminal release diversion. Any criminal, with a few exceptions, who commits a crime ends up being eligible for mental health diversion, and you're absolutely right. So it's a scam. So it's just a scam. They created something as an all-purpose cover so they don't have to send violent criminals to prison anymore. They came up with with a a, a fake mental health diversion and just called all their behavior mental health, uh, a mental health issue. Yes, what they did was is they, they took an issue of legitimacy of individuals who have mental health problems, and they said, you know what? If we just basically made it so everyone could qualify, we could let even more people out. Yeah, that's what I think. And you know what happens? It's deny, deny, deny. And by by the way, and this is really important, do you know what Scone's response was when this woman, and it's no surprise, after four chances ends up going and murdering somebody, did you see the comment from his spokesperson that they're, they're available to help the victims with their, quote, journey to healing? Yeah, yeah. Those... What is a healing? <laughs> He's dead. This man's dead, yeah. stabbed to death. This just shows their complete disregard, lack of respect for victims. They actually I... think, in in their in their deluded minds, they actually think that this woman is the victim. She's just as much of a victim of this man. She's a victim of of, of you know, pick your uh, pick your issue. Well, that's so, end, that is so that is sociopathic. It really is. I mean, that that is evil. Well, 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 guys. But here's the problem: unless people are going to stand up and hold George Gascon accountable by bringing in somebody experienced who knows what they're doing, who understands exactly what this 
system is supposed to be for. And by the way, John McKinney, a lifelong Democrat, someone who's African-American, someone who has built himself a reputation as a top-notch trial lawyer. We don't have a lot of them. He's one of them. And we need him to come in and to try and fix this absolutely just impossibly permissive and dangerous system. How many more people have to die till the public wakes up? I don't know. I wish I had the answer. And thank you so much for uh, coming on again. And uh, as usual, so much great passion in your voice. We appreciate talking to you. Have, happy to come, guys. Have a, have a good rest of your day. All right. That's uh, L.A. County Deputy D.A. John Lewin coming in on our show in a capacity as an individual with an opinion. It's not the opinions of the D.A.'s office. It's Clearly. too bad. <laughs> too bad it's not. But anyway, uh, you heard him make a case for uh, John McKinney to replace George Gascon in next year's election. This is another outrageous case, a woman that constantly goes out there and tries to stab people when she has a problem. I mean, the bus driver missed her stop, so she pulls out a knife and four, takes swipes at him. Four times. Four times before she kills. She keeps getting diversions, so that means no incarceration, uh, no. and she's out there and See, kills her there on the street. He, he explained it. This, 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 this is, this yeah, is it's a, a racket. Cover, it's, right, a, it's yeah. a cover to never put anybody away. Just declare everybody has a mental issue. Send them to these fake mental diversion treatments. Stop it. Of course she should have been in prison the first time, for a long time. I mean, fifth chance? Well, I want to give him a second chance. Well, this lady got five and killed a father of two. All right, more coming up. Johnny Ken, KFI AM640, live everywhere, the iHeartRadio app. You're listening to John and Ken On Demand from KFI AM640. As I said, there's uh, been a lot of stabbings in the news. We were just talking about a woman that uh, tends to take out her anger issues by trying to, and yes, sometimes effectively stabbing people who got a bunch of mental health diversions and ended up killing a man on the streets. Uh, next <laughs> hour, we'll update you on the story out of Davis, California, which has affected students at UC Davis and other residents of that town. <clears throat> there seemed to be a person out there also randomly stabbing people, killing two and critically wounding another. There has been an arrest. Story started this morning with that old person of interest, but it has turned into an arrest. We'll get the details after three o'clock. How, how much you want to bet ABC News. that this guy has a background that's uh, detailed? I'll bet you a dollar. Just because you said how much you want to bet. How much do you want to? You want to bet another New York thing? How much you want to bet? How much you want to? Let bet? me tell you something. Yeah. So uh, I'm sure he's got an interesting criminal record too. All right. Well, uh, you may have heard the news this morning on the stock markets. We have yet another bank which is on the precipice of failure, and it's L.A. based. I've never heard of PacWest. Have you, PacWest? Uh, no. I, I was I mean, marveling I years ago at all of the bank branches that were being built in my neighborhood, and I thought a lot of people do banking remotely now. They do online banking. Uh, if they have to, they just go to an ATM machine outside. What? Why are these banks? And someone told me once, maybe it was you, John, that it's just it's a marketing thing. They just want their name out there. When you drive by, you're aware yeah. of their bank. Yeah. And because why do we need all these branches? I never understood that. Well, you you got to go there for the loans and for the mortgages. I suppose so. And, and, and business banking. Although there's online mortgage companies. I actually used I, one I also years think, ago. I also think you have to uh, have a presence so people feel, if I need to take out a lot of money, I got a place to go. Because the ATM can only give you like $1,200 a shot. Well, I can only get $300 at one shot. I don't. I guess I could go multiple times, but 
That's my limit at my bank. Oh, at the ATM. No, I. I can, do they get, raise it? You can get more than that. They give you a three hundred dollar choice on the screen. Yeah, uh, you could put in a custom amount for more than that. I remember I did this once when, before we were going on a vacation. I was able to get twelve hundred dollars at least that day. All right. Uh, I don't remember if I had to go more than once or not, but yeah, you, yeah. I think if you if you uh, if you're keeping people's money, then you have to show that they have access to it, and you can't just be parceling out a few hundred at a time. All right. And there's well, uh, they're, they're, often when I have gone in there, I've seen most of the desks are are filled with customers, and they're negotiating one thing or another. Oh, I go into my branch. There's nobody. There's oh. nobody at desks. There's nobody at the. Uh, the teller line. I've only gone. I don't go that often, but whenever I go in, there's nobody in there. Granted, it is like ten thirty in the morning on a weekday, but yeah, well, I don't see much activity. I don't even see like old bank guards anymore. Maybe bank guards used to always stand around and, and just in case the guy comes in with the mask on and tries to rob the place. There's, yeah, there's, that's probably the case in some bank branches, but not the ones I go into locally. Yeah, uh, the companies rejected concern that there'll be a run on deposits. Well, there right you now, they're saying they've not experienced any out-of-the-ordinary deposit flows. That could uh, happen in a matter of minutes. And people also are doing much of their banking online. And that's what killed, I think it was Silicon Valley Bank. Yeah, it because was. once word spread around on the internet that they had, uh, Trouble. They had a bad <laughs> balance sheet, yes. then people started withdrawing money by the millions and millions per hour. Now. I mean, it turned into billions of dollars, ultimately. And, and well, the West said the deposits actually went up 4% over an 11-day period in late March, yeah, even after the collapse of SVV. I should take this point to tell you that West also does a lot of business with tech companies. Those and are, that was the case with Silicon Valley Bank, too. Those are the ones under a lot of scrutiny. Now, PacWest did have a run on their deposits earlier in the year when the Silicon Valley Bank situation happened. It wasn't quite as severe, obviously, but there, there, there was a loss because now they're highlighting, oh, well, the past 10 days. Oh, well, the past month. It's like, well, let's go back to the, to the month at Silicon Valley because, because they're all kind of the same thing. They're, they're, geo, they're, they're, they're regional banks. They're, there's only four big mega banks, and all four are much larger than anyone else. And it's J.P. Morgan Chase, Bank of America, Wells Fargo, and uh, Citibank. Okay, those are the four biggies. Next level of banks, a lot less. One-third, one-fifth, one-sixth of the assets. Mm -hmm. And it's in that range where these banks are going down. And they, they tend to be regional banks that cater to a specific, uh, not a demographic exactly, but maybe a specific industry, like Silicon Valley, tech entrepreneurs. Well, And these, these guys like to leave lots of cash in their accounts, for payroll purposes, it's seed money they've got from venture capitalists, or it's their own personal money that they haven't invested. And, and, and they're hoping nothing bad happens because the government is supposed to only insure up to 250000 Well, these guys have millions and millions, sometimes tens of millions of dollars in this the bank. This seems to be the common thread among these banks running into trouble. They have a sizable portion of what they call uninsured depositors who tend to panic because, as John just said, if the limit's 250000 and I got $2 million in there, well, I better get my money out of there because right. it's not going to be covered. So, when a guy so like, that's the problem with these banks. So, and, and also, apparently, they're trying to unload uh, over $2.7 billion in loans. They, the other thing that got these banks were the high interest rates. 
because the Fed's been the Fed just raised them again this week. And that gets them in trouble because the value of long term treasury and mortgage bonds drops. So some of these banks were invested in those types of assets. And uh, when the interest rates went up, their holdings dropped. Yeah. Because they're not worth if, as much. If you bought a, a, a bond that was given off one and a half percent. And now there's a bond that's giving off 5%. And you're locked into that bond that's giving off 1.5%, right? You, you can't sell it right now at full price. If you wanted to liquidate your bond holdings, you you can't do it at, at uh, face value. Because why would I buy uh, a bond from you that's giving me a percent and a half when I could buy one that yields 5%? All right. So if you hold your bond all the way to the maturity date, you'll get all your, your money back. But if you've got to sell it midstream... In, in a, an environment like this. And and so that all these banks had the same thing, the same problem. Very vulnerable to a bank run because their their clients aren't mom and pop people who have, you know, five or ten or fifteen thousand dollars in savings, right? Right. Uh the, these these are mega, mega millionaires with mega millionaire businesses they're running. In fact, Pac West said yesterday that seventy five percent of their deposits are uninsured. Mm-hmm. Um, now, so. so far, Biden's administration has bailed out all the deposits. Yeah, everything. That's right. Because it's not but, that many yet. Yeah. But you don't want to be invest. Uh, you don't want to be have deposits in the first bank they decide not to. Insure. Right. If 20 banks start going down in one day, it's yeah. going to be tough to keep that up. We've had one every few weeks, right? Smaller yeah. regional oh, and, banks, they call and them. And we're all going to pay for this because right now they have the, they're taking it out of the deposit insurance fund. And the banks pour money into that fund, right? Right. They make yes, insurance they payments. The FDIC, but, yeah. you know, who's responsible ultimately? Our bank fees are going to go up. <laughs> All right. We got more coming up. Johnny Ken, KFI AM 640. We're live everywhere. The iHeartRadio app. Let me just run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. Podcast. 
We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's reality podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of... Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring bit. out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, Ooh. it would have been, Ooh, a, been the podcast juicy. would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Michael Rappaport, and my wife, Kibi Rappaport, starting May 8th on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to John and Ken On Demand from KFI AM 640. Hoisted Real is more popular than I am right now. Today there are still some naysayers, declainers, nimbies, and fearful men. Don't invest in high-speed rail. We'll do this in a, in a uh, long and difficult generation or two. It's all a lie. I mean, be real. I like trains. What about that? I don't like how nimbies are referred to uh, in such a derogatory manner. Yeah, such really. Such a pejorative. I'm a proud NIMBY. I'm a proud NIMBY, too. You should be a NIMBY. Wow. Because all the Nimrods are trying to destroy your neighborhood. It even spawned the stupid term YIMBY, which is yes in my backyard. Good Lord. Who are those people? <laughs> and you know what I wanted to see? There are a bunch of YIMBYs. Where were the YIMBYs when I think it was Garcetti was asking people to take on homeless people in their backyard <laughs> in one of those, ex- uh, those dwelling units, one of those small... Did they remember they were asking county residents, yes, yimbies yes. to step? I don't think anybody did. No, there's your yimbies because because if they had one person, Garcetti would have dragged them out for a press conference. Oh, it would have been a big meeting. But event. I bet you not one person took on a homeless person. Well, uh, what what is they're called ADUs, right? Accessory dwelling dwelling units. units. Yeah, yes. all the Times loves to do stories on how you can build one. They're great. <laughs> Get out of here. Nobody builds those. Not, not for homeless, homeless guy people. In your backyard. <laughs> Be taking a crap in your garden. Get out of here. Well, we're not talking about that. We're talking. That's Jerry Brown, and uh, this is really one of the best detailed stories on the Brown Doggle I have seen in a while. Because we are in the 15 year anniversary of the voters, the idiots approving 10 billion dollars for a high speed rail system that was supposed to go between the Bay Area and Southern California. Kurt Snibby who's with the Southern California News Group. Did we have a, a, a disconnection? Really want to see the damage that this decision has done? Um, he talks a lot about this one segment that they're working on, 119 miles in the Central Valley, Merced to Bakersfield. That's all we got after 15 years, and we don't got that. Oh, no. They not- haven't gotten very far in doing that. No, no. Not supposed to be done and in service till sometime between 2030 and 2033. That means 2040. Exactly. <laughs> the state requires high-speed rail to prepare a project update every odd year. And in its 2023 report, it said, well, the biggest risk we face is full funding. <laughs> no kidding. <laughs> you lied about this from the beginning and nobody's interested. Uh, He then talks about uh, this segment. 
the Central Valley segment is 119 miles. The second segment extends north to Merced. And the third segment will extend to San Francisco and then to Anaheim on what will be called the Valley to Valley segment. Well, that's a big leap there from San Francisco to Anaheim. <laughs> I guess <laughs> they're going to add one on the north end of the south. Well, it's, it's So in 2023, 171 miles are environmentally cleared, which means really nothing. 119 miles are under construction, and they say that 52 miles are in, quote, advanced design. That also means nothing. Advanced design. This, it follows with the chart. You have to look at the chart to really understand how crazy this is. The chart says base capital cost estimates for phase one. The Merced to Bakersfield branch in the 2022 business plan was supposed to be $24 billion. Just that part. In the 2023 update, it's now at $35 billion. That is a 48% change. In a year. In a year, right. In, in a, a year. year. In a year. That's why these people have oh, to be unplugged. And that $35 billion, Merced to Bakersfield, that was supposed to be the whole system that originally was going to run from Sacramento to San Diego. It was Sacramento yes, to San Diego. the original cost estimate was $33 billion, right? Now $35 billion gets you to Merced to Bakersfield. But it doesn't because it's already gone up $10 billion in a year. Right. If it, it's not going to be done until 2030 to 2033, can't you see that number at like $100 billion? Yeah, j just for that stretch, yeah. Just for that stretch. Well, because it was a 48% increase. Why did it go up 48% in one year? Is it going to go up 48% every year? Because they're fleecing e us. Remember yeah. the last time we did this story, we learned about all these consultants that they pay? Yeah, it's such a scam. They, as you like to say, they don't care. They just let money go out the door because it's not theirs. It's almost like no. they're operating some sort of... No, it is. It's They're going to run out of money, though. Uh, the Legislative Analyst Office shows that between federal funds and state funds, $23.5 billion to $25.2 billion is available for the project. Again, the cost right now is $35 billion. So they're $10 billion short, just on Merced to Bakersfield. But the best part of this story comes with the ridership estimates. This is hysterical. They now estimate that what they call the valley-to-valley -valley segment, which is San Francisco all the way down to Anaheim, will have 11.5 million passengers by 2040. While that's ludicrous, they thought it was 18 million just a few years ago. <laughs> 18 million people. Uh, the full 500-mile system, they say, is going to have 31 million riders a year by 2040. $86 a ticket. Are you kidding me? That You can get a plane ride for that. I, I, and, and, and the planes handle all the daily traffic. There's 32 planes that go from LAX to San Francisco every day and vice versa. 32 planes. There's more than one an hour. And how many trains could there be a day, right? Yeah. One, two? Yeah, and then... And the, and, and, and the planes go much faster than the trains, obviously. And you can get tickets. You buy them just a few days in advance. You get them for $99. That's something we never really talked about. Even We've talked always about laying down the track, but I wonder how many actual train cars they're going to have, so how many trains they can operate. Oh, but no. this part's good, too. If the high-speed rail system averages 11.5 million people a year and they pay $86 for a ticket, it would take this many years to break even, and the answer is 108 years. <laughs> 108 years to break even. 11.5 million people a year is an average of 31,000 a day. Now, you've probably heard of the Pacific Surfliner trains. 
Yeah. They just averaged 7,000. That, that is a made-up number. There is zero chance of you're getting 31,000 passengers a day. Show me the 31,000 people. I want their names. Where do they live? They, they don't exist. Right. They, it would take they, more than 1.25 billion people paying that $86 a ticket for the estimated $108 billion high-speed rail system to break even. That's the equivalent of 32 times the population of the state. <laughs> that's, why, that's why this is a good read. It, it really, in, it, the, in a number sense, gives you an idea how ridiculous this it, is. It reads like comedy. But yeah. the, the truth is... Oh, and he the, writes, the $86 ticket is an estimate from 2015. They're stealing, oh, so it's already eight years old. They're stealing billions of dollars of our tax money. You're paying for this. You're working for this. And these fat slobs are laughing their asses off, drinking and dining and enjoying these ridiculous paychecks and then siphoning some of the money back to the politicians who support them. And yeah. there isn't a soul in the, in the media who questions them face-to-face -face about it. This is the biggest criminal ripoff by a government in United States history. All right. And remember, the El Segundo Times had one reporter that usually tracked this, but he's gone now. No, he Ralph went. Art, Ralph Artabidi. He's with another entity, right? Yeah. Uh, it was, is it Cal Matters or... I think he did go to one of the other reporting. Yeah, and he writes the same stories. But the L.A. Times, they because Vardabidian used to undercut all the editorials and opinion Oh, columns. all their rah-rah, the right. trains of the future. Then right. you'd, you'd read you'd read all this rah-rah horse feces, and then you read Ralph Vardabidian, and it's like, wow, this is a, a complete uh, heist here. This is, uh, <laughs> this, is, this is massive theft. And, and so they got tired of being undercut, and uh, he had to go somewhere else. All right, we got more coming up. John and Ken, KFI AM 640, live everywhere, iHeartRadio app. You're listening to John and Ken On Demand from KFI AM 640. We're on the air from 1 until 4 every day on the radio. After 4 o'clock, we are a podcast. It's the same radio show, John and Ken On Demand. It's called On the iHeart app, and you could hear all the parts you miss. And probably you miss a lot every day, and there's no excuse for that anymore. I. Just before the show, I actually clicked onto the uh, KFI John and Ken Instagram. Yes. And there was a couple of pictures of you sitting, you know, at your desk there at the board, right? There is. You're looking up. There is. I don't know why. And right next to you is a picture of of Jack Nicholson at the Lakers game because he showed up the other day. And he's like 84 and people well, thought he was out. Who's posting this? And I thought you looked similar. I just... Uh... <laughs> I did. There was a certain expression on your face and his face, and I said, oh. Well, they think you do, you're looking up like, what do you want? I think he's got You dementia. haven't seen these pictures? No, no. You know I don't spend much time on social media. Yeah, all right. I just uh, thought it was Somebody's funny. got a sense of humor. Yeah. Well, it was like they wanted something, I guess, for the Instagram, like some sort of photo, and they came in and took your photo, and you're looking up like, huh? What? What do you want? What's your problem? And Jack's like, huh? Where am I? Well, yeah, that's his that's his deal, and that's yeah. that's becoming mine as well. How's Magic Johnson doing on the floor tonight? He played a good game. <laughs> yeah, when he sits there, what Lakers does he see? Hey, be nice. <laughs> Those are only rumors that he's not. He's eighty five. Give him a break. <laughs> I just wonder. I won't go. I wonder what goes on. Wait, 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 it's funny to hear Eric defend Jack Nicholson. <laughs> that's funny. Hey, that's the one of the greatest Laker fans ever. I'm not hearing any of this disrespect. <laughs> oh, that's what it is. Okay. What about Diane Cannon still there too, right? Yes, she is. Yeah. She's got to be 82, isn't she, John? Probably. Uh, probably, yeah. 
Yeah, I remember her back in the 60s. So, <clears throat> uh, Well, you know, this wasn't the Me Too thing, but back in 2020 during the pandemic, uh, the whole world was on Zoom. And uh, this story caught our attention because uh, eh, we weren't big fans of the guy, and it was funny. Jeffrey Tubin, John Cobell. Jeffrey Tubin. Yeah, old Lubin Tubin. That's what they called him. Apparently, uh, he was caught with his pants down. Uh, he was pleasuring himself while he was on a Zoom call with staffers at the New Yorker magazine, where he was a writer and also a local radio station, WNYC. They were all on the Zoom call, and uh, Jeffrey wasn't paying attention to uh, what was on and what was off, I guess. No, and he was his pants were down. He yeah. was paying attention to what was in his pants. Now, what is not explained, and I don't think it's explained in this clip, is what was the trigger? What was the magic moment? Well, oh, it's he, not, because he, the clip we have, he doesn't want to talk about it. Yeah, I know, but I want to know. Like you're well, so did Dan Abrams. Uh, oh. Tubin showed up on News Nation today because he's got a book coming out about Timothy McVeigh, uh -huh. the Oklahoma City bomber. Nobody so. cares about that. They want to know why he was playing with himself. <laughs> That's kind of what happened. Because <laughs> oh, really? What? What is? What? What is? Uh, what does Jeffrey Tubin have to say about Timothy McVeigh? No, no, no. Tell me why you decided to unzip your pants. And unreal, your uh, little monster there while you're on a, a video screen. Well, right, let's listen to the back and forth with Dan Abrams, and then we'll add to it. What exactly happened? Was it just you just left open the screen? I, you know, I'd rather not go into the, the the grisly details. The only thing I'll say about it is I didn't know other people were were on the Zoom call were watching. I mean, this was not an intentional act on my part. That I, other than that, I'd rather uh, not not go into the details. But I mean, that that to me, for some uh, that is important to to get out. <laughs> to get out. I <laughs> he didn't know how to end the thought there. I don't tell. don't use the phrase "get out." That's, uh, oh, that's, that's a good appropriate. point. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you imagine there are several possibilities, you can obviously mute the audio and the video on your Zoom I calls. Am, I'm trying to. You can turn them off. So he must have thought I mean, listen, that his, uh, I guess both were off I, so I, that they couldn't hear him or see him, but he yeah, could listen to the call. But unless he had porn running on another screen. Yes, that's what you, that's what people. Yeah, that's what happened. Is that the uh, assumption? That is the, the, yeah, because this has happened to several other people. Oh, I see. So he's bored with Zoom. Can you imagine you're talking to people? He does want to multitask, yes. <laughs> well, I've never heard it quite in this <laughs> vein of... Oh, well, vein's I'm, not a good I'm, word either. Uh, <laughs> well, uh, I like it, the way he says he's in a very good place now. <laughs> but the incident, yes, is going to follow me around. What is in a good place? He says, as we used to say in school, this will be on my permanent record. <laughs> yeah. Is is this a uh, first paragraph of the obituary? Lubin Tubin. Lubin Tubin. Uh, it's, and he's not a young guy, right? Is he probably 50, uh, 60? I, I think early 60s. Yeah, but uh, he could not. <sighs> How is it that you can't? I realize I've used the term multitask, but honestly... You're in such the throes of something you want to look at, but well, you're like, oh, damn it, here's that Zoom call I scheduled. But I don't want to stop this because this is really working me up. So, right, did I he, can do both if I just turn off the... Uh, did he start it up after he thought the meeting was over? See, he didn't want to say. But you notice Dan Abrams was curious. He wanted to know how this happened. Well, yeah. Most men do because it could happen. To it could happen to anyone. Uh, I, I wonder if somebody in the meeting, because you're talking to people who work in public radio and the New Yorker. I, I don't. No, no, no. I think he had on a porn. Something. Oh, I said it was no. It was nobody in the one of the video squares there. Yeah. I... 
<laughs> I mean, that's that has to be. Well, a, I can't discount that possibility. Uh, but it doesn't sound like an attractive crowd, though. I <laughs> right, and plus, well, I mean, for men, you probably need to see the actual nudity to get particularly. Or right. yeah, or somebody. I, just, I guess you could just look at it, somebody's picture or somebody's well, image. Well, by the time you're 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 sixty, you're still. Uh, is it that easy? <laughs> I don't know. It's hard for me to relate. All right, when we return, we'll be talking to Alex Stone, ABC News for KFI. Uh, Apparently, they have arrested somebody in the stabbings that have been going on in Davis, uh, where UC Davis is up in Northern California. It's a town of about 65,000 people. Uh, Two people dead, another woman critically injured, and uh, they've been looking for somebody they think is a serial stabber. As I said, unbelievable amount of stabbings in the news the past several weeks so we'll find out the latest malix when we return johnny ken kfi am 640 live everywhere the iheart radio app uh, by the way for the record deborah was yawning during that last segment she thinks john <laughs> wow i'm tired my dog kept me up kept kept me up all night and then the heavy rain woke me up uh-huh. too uh-huh. yes all right you can barely make it through the afternoon. I'm tired. Deborah Mark live in the 24-hour KFI newsroom. Hey, you've been listening to The John and Ken Show. You can always hear us live on KFI AM 640, 1 p.m. to 4 p.m. every Monday through Friday, and, of course, anytime on demand on the iHeartRadio app. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people, it gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's Reality starting May 8th on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts.